Hey friends, I am Wren, and I want to welcome you to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a podcast in which you will walk away encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share. Each week, I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a dream that she's pursuing, or a passion to share with you. If this is the first time you've tuned in, or if you've been joining in for a while, I am so glad you're here. Today's episode is with my guest, Nicole Cole. Nicole is a wife, mom, lifestyle blogger, photographer, and co-shop owner. Nicole has creativity oozing out of her, y'all, and she is just the cutest thing, too. I met Nicole through a mutual friend, thanks, Courtney, at the Story and Soul Weekend. We were signed up to go to one of the same breakout sessions, and as we walked up the stairs and into the room, I asked Nicole about her story. She began to share with me with such ease and grace about how the Lord brought her through a season of waiting while she and her husband desired to grow their family. They walked through a failed adoption that was so devastating to them, but they believed that each and every day was completely ordained by God. By grace alone, they are now the parents of not one, but two children. Their sweet Campbell came home to them through adoption in late October 2016, and their Crawford girl was born in January of 2017. Yes, you did the math right. She has two two two-year-olds. Her desire is to continually point to the faithfulness and goodness of Jesus. As you hear from her today, it is her desire that you would see Jesus and that you would boldly choose to follow him in joyful obedience. Y'all, she's the real deal. Nicole is also passionate about biblical literacy. Toward the end of our conversation, she gives us some practical ideas and resources for that, and you will want to stay tuned in for those. Okay, here's my conversation with Nicole. Hey, Nicole, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ren. I'm so glad to be here today. I am so excited. I am so excited to see you. And we were just saying that you're in Mississippi, which is like an hour, 45 minutes from me as I'm in Tennessee. And I feel like you're like miles away. I don't know why. <laughs> I know. It feels so far, but really it's not that far. It's not that far. Um, so I met you when um, I remember my friend Courtney uh, that she mentioned you and she was like, I'm friends with Nicole and she's going to be at Story and Soul. And I was like, Story- okay. So we met at Story and Soul weekend um, this past December and I got to know you a little bit and you were just delightful. And I was like, I got to have her on the podcast. Oh, it was so fun. Story and Soul, which we could talk about that for a long time, but it was yes. such a blessing in so many ways. And just um, what the Lord did through the teachings there, yeah. um, it was just it was just so good. Um, it, and then being able to meet sweet Wren was oh, such um, a gift. So um, it was yeah, incredible. I'm just really excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. That was an incredible weekend. I loved everything about it. I kept looking around saying, how can they do this for this much money? Like th- this was not mm-hmm. a lot of money. How can they do all this with these awesome speakers? And, um, and I love the community of women that, and I got to meet you. So anyway, I am so glad you're here. So Let's start. And if somebody doesn't know Nicole, and I love your name, by the way, Nicole Cole. Yes, that's me. You will not forget me. <laughs> I will not forget you. And that's, uh, it's kind of like me when I um, met Jim. He was Jim Robbins. And then everybody was like, Ren Robbins. Oh, and I was like, we did not, we did not plan that. That was not planned. It's like once because Tyler and I, um, I was 18 when we started dating. And so, of course, when you're when you're 18, I wasn't really thinking about what my potential (laughs) last name could be. Right. And then, you know, there got to a point where I was like, well, 
I love him, so I'll just be Nicole Cole, and it's fine. I love it so much. I think it's great. I think it's great. Okay, so if somebody doesn't know Nicole, tell everybody a little bit about you and what you, uh, about your family and what you do. Okay, well, I am obviously Nicole Cole. <laughs> I am married to my husband, Tyler. We've been married almost six years. We have two sweet, sweet babies um, that are both now two years old, ah! which seems <laughs> insane. So our house is very crazy. Um, we have our son Campbell through adoption, and he was born in October of 2016, and our daughter Crawford was born in January of 2017. So they are 10 weeks apart, and so mm. our life has kind of been insane since um, then. October of 2016. <laughs> so, um, right. so I get to stay home, um, with both our babies. Um, and I am a photographer. I have an Etsy shop. I have a boutique. Um, so I'm kind of just wearing a lot of hats right now. Well, um, but it, it's so fun. You're doing a lot, but you're really good at all of those. Um, your Etsy shop, the mock and stocks that you do, they yeah. are, gorgeous like you're very talented and then holly and co is the is the boutique you're talking about yeah and that's recent right that's like that's in the very all... recent okay yeah. okay so i started holly and co with my sister in august of 2018 um and so we are actually about to relaunch um our boutique to include a lot of gift shop items. So we're kind of moving away from just clothing okay and we have like really sweet candles um some pillows, some baby items, so lots of really fun things that are coming. Um, and so that's really fun. And so I just have a lot of really fun little side gigs that I get to do when I have a couple of free minutes without my baby. So well, I love it. I love it so much. Okay, so kind of take us back. So you um, struggle with infertility. We kind of talked yes. about this when we met. Um, how is that process for you that – and and then kind of we're going to talk about how that led you um, and how God put adoption on your heart. Yeah, so um, your podcast interview with Caroline Saunders um, is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And she explained infertility as her deepest spiritual crisis. Mm -hmm. And I related to that so much. I had never heard words that quite explain how I felt. But it genuinely felt like the biggest crisis that I had ever walked through ever. Mm. Um, and so infertility was, um, it brought up a lot of sin in my heart and in my life. I walked through um, just extreme seasons of uh, desperation. And um, it just, on every level, it was mm. life altering. Yeah. Um, and I did not know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, a lot of that season of my life is just marked with so much sin that um, even now, as I feel a lot of freedom from what I have walked through, it still just stirs up that feeling of just how in the wilderness I was. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just truly, it's, it will be a crisis that in 80 years, I think I will still look back on and be able to feel. Mm -hmm. um, even though now I have two sweet babies, it's something that I still feel very deeply. Yeah. It doesn't um, ever go away. I don't believe. It doesn't. It doesn't go away. It's still just, 
it's just buried really deep in my heart. And the Lord has done incredible, incredible things through it. And so, um, I mean, I would, I would do it again. And in certain ways I am doing it again. Yeah. And, um, the Lord is just so faithful, but so we, um, tried to get pregnant for about a year and a half and, the doctor didn't really have anything to say about it. Um, we tried some different medications. Nothing worked. And so the Lord really brought me to a point in the fall of 2015. And I just felt him calling us into adoption. Um, and I felt a peace over that. And I was ready to run. I was ready to go. And... Um, after some conversations with my husband, Tyler, he was just not quite on that same page yet. And sure. so um, from about October to February, we didn't talk about it very much, um, but I was just, I was ready. I was ready to move forward. And then I just prayed that whenever the Lord won, wanted us to, you know, move into adoption, that he obviously would have to get Tyler ready to do the same thing. And yeah. so, um, it was on February the 16th, I believe 2016 Tyler came home from work and he said the craziest thing, because if you know, Tyler, he never dreams ever. And I think that's wild because I have dreams every single night <laughs> and he never remembers his dreams. I'm like, how do you not dream? I don't understand. So he never <laughs> dreams. He uh -huh. never dreams. Okay. And he came home and he said, I had a dream about a baby. And as I was thinking about it today and praying through it, like, I think the Lord is telling us to move forward in adoption. Wow. So I emailed faithful adoption consultants right then and there. And we jumped on a very fast track to adopt. And so within a couple of weeks, we had signed all of our paperwork on our anniversary on March 8th. We announced our adoption with um, a really sweet video that still makes me cry, so I can't watch it. Oh. Um, but we had filmed all of our family and friends when we told them that we were adopting. And so we have a whole video just kind of telling a little bit of our story and how the Lord led us to adopt um, and it was just really sweet, but it, it makes me laugh too, that we had no idea all the things that yeah. were ahead. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, we very quickly started fundraising. We sold t-shirts. Um, and then the middle of May, I woke up one morning and I was like, Hmm, I really don't feel good. Uh -oh. I'm pretty tired. And so, um, I had a friend ask me, she was like, I really think that you need to take a pregnancy test. And I was like, I just, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. nope, I'm not. I, I know that I'm not. But around 10 o'clock that day, because from home, I, Tyler was at work. I get in my car. I go to Kroger. I buy one pregnancy test. And as I was driving home, I knew that I was pregnant. Um, I just, I knew that I was, and I was immediately like almost freaking out. Like, yeah, what would this yeah. mean? What would we do? And so I go home and of course, two lines, mm, two lines. Wow. And I immediately, the very first word that I said, I said, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 this, this is not happening. This does not make sense. No. Mm. And so Tyler came home. I had to wait a whole day to tell him. Um, he came home. I had a onesie on the counter that said, I love dad. And then I had, you know, pregnancy test sitting there. 
And he looked at it and he looked at it and he looked at it. And he said, well, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So that was um, almost exactly to the day, three months since we started the adoption process. Okay. Wow. And so we took a couple of days to kind of figure out the logistics of what we could do because we didn't even know if we could move forward with right. our adoption if we were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, we both really wanted to. We immediately, after he came home, I told him, I was like, I don't want to quit. Do you want to quit? And he said, I don't want to quit. And mm-hmm. so we were both on board ready for two babies, however they came. It's great. And so we talked with our consultant. They had no problems. And so there we were ready to adopt and also having a biological child. Over Labor Day weekend in 2016, we get the call that we have been matched. Our baby is due on my birthday on September 19th. And so we had no idea the gender. And so a few weeks later, we finally find out that it's a little boy. We name him Crosby. That was our boy name that we had had forever and ever that we just loved. And Mm. so we named him um, Crosby Ellis. And so we were just waiting on September 19th. And then September 18th, or actually, yeah, September 18th, we get the call that he is coming. Mm. And so that night around 10 p.m., he was born. And so September 19th, my 26th birthday, we hop on a plane. We head to Miami. We're waiting in our hotel. We're waiting in our hotel. And we waited and we waited. And I just knew that that mm-hmm. wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were told to, you know, get out of the hotel, go do something. She doesn't know what she wants to do. The birth mom is unsure of what she wants to do. And so we go to the mall. We basically don't say anything. We just hold hands. We walk around the mall. I'm trying not to freak out and fall apart. And, um, we bought him a little stuffed Snoopy because he was going to be Charlie Brown for Halloween. Uh And so, um, I was like, I just don't think we should get this. And Tyler was like, no, we need to get something for him. You know, we're just going to believe that we're going to bring this baby home. And so we buy him like a tiny stuffed Snoopy and then we go back to our hotel and within about an hour, we get the call that our Our consultant is coming, and um, we are not going home with a baby boy. Mm. And that was the most traumatic experience of my life so far. And I think it will be one, like, that day will stay with me probably until I am in heaven. Mm. Um, It's just something that I will never be able to forget And the Lord was just so gracious through all of it. Um, And so the very next morning, we already had our rental car because we were going to have to stay in Florida for all of our like paperwork stuff to process before we could take the baby home. And so we already had our rental car. So we like didn't even want to wait for a flight. So around 5 a.m., we jumped in the car and we drove 14 hours home from Miami in a day. Mm. Um, And the Lord was with us every single second. Um, and so it was just, it was the hardest thing that we've done, but it was also, both of us look back on that day and we're like, we literally, it was totally the Lord's just presence and his peace that got us home. 
And how would you say, how did you feel God tangible in that moment, in the in those moments of finding out that you are not going to be able to take the baby that you've named, that you've bought things for, that you have prepared a nursery for? How did God minister to you in that moment? For a long time, that was kind of our fear. Um, and I think it's a lot of people's fear going into adoption is like, oh, well, what happens when, you know, the mom decides to parent? And it's just one of those things that you just think like, oh, like we just couldn't do that. We wouldn't be able to walk through that. There's no way that like I could handle something like that. And then it happens to you. And you say the biggest tangible way that like we saw the Lord is like, I literally kept breathing. Mm. Like my, I survived. Like Mm. the Lord the Lord just like, <laughs> my heart kept beating, like he kept me alive. And and that was literally all I could hold on to was the fact that like the Lord was literally sustaining every second of my life. Mm. And I mean, there's really just no other way to explain it other than the fact that like I survived it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we drove home, like there was just, of course we cried a lot, but there was also just so much peace. The Lord gave us so much peace. Um, and, and strength and just the ability to like literally get ourselves home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was through our match failing with Crosby that we were able to match with Campbell. A week after our match failed, we got a call um, about the baby that ended up being Campbell. And so it was one of those situations without sharing all the details of, of Campbell's sweet little life that if we would not have already been matched with that agency, we 100% would not have matched with Campbell. Mm, um, wow. And so it was because we pursued Crosby and then the Lord closed that door that we were even able to be matched with Campbell. And that just blows my mind. Well, and you hear, you know, of being in tune with what God wants you to do and and following Him. And do you go back in your mind and say, oh, what if we hadn't followed God's leading at that certain time? I mean, that is huge, right? Yes. I mean, because you think, so to go back, like our timing between starting process and finding out we were pregnant was three months. If you think back to the grand scheme of your life, I mean, even past years, three months, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you, it blurs together. Right. You know, you don't even think about things happening in three month spans. And so if we would not have been obedient to start the adoption process when we did, if we would have dragged our feet a couple more months and found out we were pregnant, we would not have the family that we have now. Yeah. Um, and that like burdens my heart so much and gives me so much perseverance to just move forward in faith. Um, because we could have missed like such an incredible opportunity to love the sweet boy that we call Campbell mm-hmm. if we would have not been obedient. Well, and I love um, you wrote on your blog about infertility and how your family has been built by love plus blood. What do you mean by that? So it's always hard to put into words how our family is built. <laughs> Um, and so the love portion is just like Campbell is not, he did not come from my belly. He does. He actually does kind of look like me, but he does. He does. Uh, he does look like me, but like he is the sweetest little Hispanic boy with 
brown curly hair and deep brown eyes. And he did not come from us. Like he has a different background. Um, he has, you know, other parents. He has a mom that loved him in the biggest, boldest way that she could. And he, I mean, we have him strictly through love. Like love is what built our family and love is how it became a mama. It wasn't from a baby that was born out of my belly. It was from a little boy that was placed in my arms in a hospital in Texas. Hmm. Um, and then our sweet girl Crawford, she is our blood. And so we are built in two very different ways, but our family would not be the same without either one of those sweet babies. Hmm. I think that is an amazing story. I forgot about the failed, um, the failed match that y'all had. That is a very difficult thing to walk through, but it sounds like y'all um, just relied upon the Lord and he carried you. He carried you he did. through that. How did you walk through having really twins? I mean, 10 weeks apart. It was like you were having twins. How? What did God teach you during that time of having two that you were not expecting to have two under two or two at the same time? <laughs> what did? How did God do a work in your heart during that time that was unexpected? Yeah, I love control. Control is something that I have a really hard time letting go of. We all do, yes. And I mean, and when you have one baby, yes. you I mean, you are you are slapped in the face with the fact that you have no control. Yes. So then just like double that. Mm. And it was one of those situations where I had to ask for help and I had to let go of a lot of things and trust the Lord. Um, from sleep training to how am I going to feed two babies to just our day-to-day holding two babies, taking care of two babies, loving two babies, that like the Lord just really showed me I am not in control. Mm. And I have to trust Him. I have to lean on Him. And it is not whether like my kids nap or not that gives me rest and peace. It is only through being close to Jesus that I'm able to have rest and peace regardless of what might be going on day to day. Mm. And it was when I look, when I was going through it, I didn't really even realize how hard it was until I could look back. Mm. Um, and so now that I have like two bigger toddlers yeah. looking back to like, I gave them like 16 bottles a day. I was feeding wow. a baby. I was feeding a baby 16 times. Um, and I'm like, wow, that was hard. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. really hard. I didn't know that that was so hard, but you know what? It really was. But the Lord has just been so gracious in every new season that we have walked through with both of them. He is just, he's been so gracious and it's been so good. Well, and now they're a little over two, correct? Two and a half. Yes, they're two. both two. And so, and, and you have kind of noticed a little bit going on a little bit more going on with Campbell. Um, yes. And kind of how he relates to things and others and um, just what's going on in him. And can you talk a little bit about that of how, when you realized there was probably something else going on and what you have done to take action for that? Yeah, so around the spring of last year, um, Campbell was around a year and a half. And we just knew that there were some things that um, were just a little bit delayed. He didn't he didn't have any words. He didn't really communicate very much. And there were just several things that as a mom, I just felt like, okay, I need to maybe look into this. And so we were then referred to our state's 
early intervention program for some evaluations. And so in the summer, he was evaluated. And um, that's how we kind of got into some different therapy services that have been so incredible for him. Um, But yeah, he just had some different sensory needs. And um, we're kind of at a point that we don't really know what's next. We don't know what's next for him or what um, our future looks like for, you know, some different things that he might need. But day to day, we're just trusting the Lord that he is good and he has a sweet plan for Campbell. And whatever we have to do today to love him and support him, we'll do it. Um, And so he's in a couple of different therapies and our early intervention program has been just an incredible resource. And so if you are a mama that is listening to this and you um, maybe just have some concerns, I want you to know that you listen to that and you be an advocate for your baby because, you know, they can't advocate for themselves right now. And so you being willing to just say, hey, I think I want to look into this a little bit. Um, and early intervention, I know is is in all states. Um, It might be called something different. It might look different. But there are just so many free services that are out there. And then a lot of a lot of parents just don't know what's out there for their kids. And so if you are a mom that you just don't really know what to do next, um, maybe Rand can put my information somewhere so you can reach out Um, because I would love I would love to just be able to, you know, email with a mom and be able to tell them a little bit more about um, where we are. But, yeah, early intervention has been. Um, just such a gift to us for him to be able to get like literally free service, free, Mm. doesn't cost us a single dime to have, you know, therapists love on him and help him and help support us as a family. So it's just, it really is such a gift. And the Lord is teaching me so much just about, um, again, just laying down control because there's a lot that, you know, about his development right now that we just don't know what's ahead. There's a lot of, um, you know, different appointments and therapies that you don't just get into the same week. Um, so there's months and months and months of waiting and unknown and just the day to day grind of doing what we can with what we have and being willing to just kind of like open up my hands to the rest, um, and just be obedient to what the Lord is giving us today and not look too far ahead in the future. So, um, yeah, yeah, the Lord, I feel like in every season, the Lord is teaching me more and more about just letting go of that control that I just want to cling to so, so tightly. Mm. Well, and I, I love that you do advocate for him. And I think I will put all of your information in the show notes. So, um, if somebody wants to contact you, that would be really good. That would be great. Okay, so you have so many passions. You have so many things you're passionate about that you're really good at. Gifts and talents that God has given you. Um, I know you. we talked about a little bit about photography and your um, and Holly and Co., uh, your new... Um, your new boutique and um, your mocks and stocks and uh, Etsy. And you really have, um, I know on your Insta stories, you have or you show your passion for Bible literacy. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that of, of when you realized your need to have that Bible intake in your life and kind of maybe some resources and things that have helped you along the way. Yeah, so knowledge of the Bible has been something that I love to learn, period. Um, and so even from a from a young age in high school and early college, um, it was 
it was interesting to me to learn more about different words in the Bible and what certain things really mean. But once we got connected with the church that we've been at for seven years, um, our pastor preaches like through books of the Bible. We're not really series based. We, you know, start in the first book of a Bible or the first chapter, and then, you know, yeah. we march all the way through it. Yeah. And sometimes it takes two years. So right. it's a right. pretty, it's a, it's a long process. Um, but once we really sat under some really biblical teaching, I realized like, okay, this is really important. And it's important that I know books of the Bible. And it's important that I know the Bible as a whole. Um, and so I've really I'm just really, really passionate about Bible study. I just love it so, so much. Um, and a really great book to start with is Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin. That will just like rock your world if you're kind of new to like really studying the Bible because it can feel very overwhelming if you don't really know where to start. And so that book is an incredible, incredible resource. Um but wow, I mean, there are so many things that I love. And if you see me doing my Bible study in the morning, yeah. my like stack of books and resources is ginormous. It's yeah. a little bit like, it's a lot. And so like if I go on vacation, I have one duffel bag of like Bible. I love that. That's awesome. I, I just love it so, so much. Um, but yeah, so just, you want me to share just a couple of resources that yeah. I really enjoy? Yeah, I know I've heard of Women of the Word and I know that it is incredible and anything Jen Wilkin does is oh my gosh is awesome we we joke all the time I'm like Jen please be my best friend like if you if you listen to this if you listen to friends of a feather I need you to know that I need to be your friend I need to be your friend I need to box with you I need to Marco Polo with you and I need to follow you around yes (laughs) I just love her so much and she is an incredible bible teacher like she really is um Man, I just enjoy her resources so much. But okay, so a couple of things that I really enjoy. Um, there's a book by Donna Gaines called Leaving Ordinary. Yes. And it is incredible when it comes to um, just like walking in your prayer life. Um, she will take the Old Testament tabernacle and she kind of shows you how it still relates to us today in terms of prayer. And I really, really appreciated that because sometimes the Old Testament is like, okay, this is weird. Super hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard <laughs> to understand. understand. This is kind of strange. And yeah. so now I'm super passionate about the tabernacle because yes. I understand, you know, how it can relate to me now and right. what it was then. Um, and so it was through her book that I created my prayer notebook. Um, which is basically just a three ring binder where I keep a bunch of different prayer notes. And I have a, a post, a blog post that I can give you too, if people are interested in like yes. seeing what that actually looks like. That'd be great. Um, so I love my prayer notebook. And then um, I really love the Valmarie paper prayer <laughs> journal. Yes. I just did a post on Instagram oh this morning. Man, Obsessed. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And really so good. it basically just helps you to organize what you're going to pray for every month. Um, which just helps, you know, to keep you praying, Focused. honestly, yeah. because sometimes yeah. it's just hard when there seems to be so many things to pray for that you just don't really know where to start. So I really right. love that resource. And then when it comes to actual Bible study, I have two Bibles that I love. I have the ESV study, okay. um, and that gives really great commentary. And then I have the Keywords study Bible. Mm-hmm. And this is such a fun resource. So as you read through, there'll be certain words that are underlined, and then they have a number at the top. 
And so, so say you're in Matthew, you'll, you see the number for whatever word it is. You can flip to the back to the New Testament. Um, it, it'll basically tell you what the words mean in Hebrew or Greek. And then the New Testament is Greek, Old Testament is Hebrew. So it tells you exactly what they meant by that word that they said. Um, because there's so many times that words in our language aren't really translating exactly the same way as they did. Mm -hmm. So there have been times that I have read a verse and thought that it meant a certain thing. And then as I, you know, really figured out what those words meant, I realized I had the meaning totally wrong. Yeah. Um, And so being able to do that word study. I love word studies. I love them. It's totally it that I love that. I have an app that I use for that, but that is a great resource. It's such a good tool. So I really, really love that. And then I actually just started using one of these journals a couple of weeks ago, but I think it's the illuminated Bible or illustrated Bible. Yes. Where it has the one page where it's empty, but then it has the scripture on the left. Yes. So it comes in like a journal. So each book of the Bible has one. Yes. That's so, so awesome. And so they're just really small journals. And on one page, like you said, it has the scripture. And then the next page is blank for you to be able to write notes. So it's just super great for studying Mm-hmm. single books of the Bible. Especially if you do a keyword search. You know, yes. if you do that and when you go through a chapter, you know, or a couple of verses at a time, you it's really good because you have space to write. I love that. Yes. So really, I've really enjoyed that. Um, and then I guess my last like really big resource that I've come to love in the past year is by none other than Jen Wilkin, my yes. best friend. <laughs> she, if you go to, um, if you find her podcast, which it's old now, I don't think it's been updated since like 2013, okay. but um, she used to do, cause she's with the village church. She is like, does women's Bible study through the village. And so, um, everyone that she did up until 2013, which I believe is when she started getting published, uh, but all of her old ones, that makes sense. um, she would go through books of the Bible. And so every week she would have a podcast episode about that week's study. So they're usually between like 10 and 12 weeks long. Very but cool. if you find, if you find her podcast, like I know there's one on the book of judges. So once you go to that podcast episode, there's a link that says, download the workbook. So you can download the workbook for free and wow. it's all 12 weeks of study. So you have 12 weeks of Bible study and her podcast episodes for free. That's amazing. So it's awesome. So we've been doing it with our community group. Um, we've done, I think we've just done two. So like men and women alike have done it. Um, and so if you, and you know, if you have a spouse that you want to do it with or a friend that you want to do it with, um, it'll really fit for anybody who just wants to study the Bible. Yeah. Um, so that has been an incredible resource that's free because I know a lot of people, it's overwhelming to feel like, oh, I have to like buy all these things and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and you really don't. Um, and her, if you've never studied the Bible before, doing a Jen Wilkin, one of her free studies, you know, from her podcast would be a great place to learn how to like, you know, mark up the text to really dig into what different words mean. Um, it would just be a really, really good place to start. I agree. I agree. That's awesome. Good. Thanks for sharing those. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so you have your hand in a whole lot, which I love. I and, you know, let's talk on like a day-to-day basis. Like, how do you, what do you do with friends? Since this is the Friends of a Feather podcast, what do you do that is life-giving with your friends? Okay, well, day-to-day, um, I love Voxer. 
Yes. Voxer is just really life-giving. It is. It just really is because you can have real conversations um, that you can't really have over a text. I know a phone call, you know, our schedules just don't always line up. So being able to like hear someone's voice and have a real conversation is just fantastic. And so Voxer like really allows me to um, just have real conversations with people that I'm probably not going to have otherwise during my day-to-day grind in the week. Um, but yeah, so that is like a huge tool that I love that helps like with, you know, friendships and relationships and just asking, you know, asking for prayer. Cause I do that a lot. The amount of times that I cry on Voxer (laughs) is pretty high. (laughs) So um, I just, I just love it so much. But, um, well, and I think it helps with young kids because some of us don't get out a lot with young kids, especially during the winter season when it's cold outside and when kids are sick and whatever. And it just, I heard Voxer is described as friendship in a microwave. Yeah. Like it's super fast friendship, but it's, it's great. It's day to day and, I love it. I love it, too. So I'm with you yeah, on that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, so now <laughs> we need to talk on Voxer. I know. I can't believe I we're not on it yet. we got to get I know, on it we'll for sure. To. I'll send it but to yeah, you. But, yeah, so I love Yay. Voxer. And then we do a lot of just, like, really simple going to a friend's house, letting the kids play, and just sit with a cup of coffee. Man, I love a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Okay. I drink it way too much. It's like a simple joy. Man, I well, love coffee. And that's leading into my next question, my Eat, Raid, Love segment. So is coffee your your most just wonderful love? It really is. <laughs> like, I, I'm the kind that, like, if I'm reading my Bible, I'm sorry, there's just no other option. I must also have a cup of coffee. <laughs> I just, I have to, there's just, they go together. I can't, you can't you know, do one without just, the other. I really can't. So I, especially in the winter, like I love, uh, yeah, love a good cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something else that I'm eating lately that I'm a little bit obsessed with, I think they're called pea crisps or something. Do you know what I'm oh, talking yeah, about? Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Harvest? Yes, Harvest Crisps. Called? I think they're yes, called Harvest, harvest crisps. crisps. They're like pea chips, which sounds disgusting. No, they're really I good. Promise, they're so fantastic. They are they really are so good. Cute. And they're healthy, right? I mean, it's sea salt, I and mean, I think it's peas, right? Yeah, I mean, it's healthy-ish, <laughs> you know. like I mean, it's still like closer to a chip than a pea, but... It is so good. And I love just like the plain sea salt. Uh Like without the flavor. Yeah, no flavors. I just want it straight. So good. Yes. Okay. What are you reading? I know you're an avid reader as well. Yes. I am currently reading The Spiritual Disciplines. It's like the 12 Spiritual Disciplines by Donald Whitney. Whitney. I've got it right Um, there. Yeah. Yeah. It is really old. I didn't realize how old it was until mm-hmm. I really started getting into like, he was like, listen to the Bible on tape. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is from a really long time ago. Um, I love it. So, but it is, it is so, so good. It is really, um, good. really good. I haven't finished it. I've read like the first half, like three different times. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, January and February, these are the months that I'm actually going to finish this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so That's that great. is what I'm currently reading right now. Okay, good. Okay. Wonderful. I love it. Thank you for sharing all of this on the podcast. It has been so much fun. Time flew by. I could talk I to you forever. But I just love how open and honest you are about your story and how God is trustworthy and mm-hmm. how you have shown that you have trusted him through every step and that you continue to. And I know that your kids, your husband, 
are better for it. So I appreciate you and your faith. And so thank you for coming on the podcast so yes, much. Well, thank you for having me. It's been so, so good. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I love Nicole so much. I am so excited. I got to meet her this past December at Story and Soul Weekend. Just remember all of these links and resources in that blog post she was talking about will be in the show notes below. So if you're on your phone, just scroll up and you'll see all of the links there. Also, I love togetherness, and if you would like to reach out and be more interactive with the Friends of a Feather community, find us over at Friends of a Feather Podcast on Instagram. I would love to connect with you over on our Facebook page as well. On Mondays, I do Instagram Lives with the guests from Friday's episode for about five minutes. I have one quick question that I've got to ask Nicole that I literally forgot. I had it written down, and I still forgot it. So join us for that. Uh, Just be watching for the Insta stories, and I'll let you know when we're going to do that on Monday. Okay, one more thing. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, I would love for you to forward this episode on to a friend. I think that we're all better together, and today is the perfect time to give that friend some encouragement. Okay, guys, so next week's episode is going to be a little bit different. You ready to hear? It is, drumroll please, it is a special Galentine's Day episode. So it will be episode 71 with my friend, none other than author and curator of Same Here Sister Friend, Holly Mackle. I cannot wait to record this episode and to post it next Friday. We are looking forward to it and I will see you then. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together and I'll see you next time. Bye friends!